This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Hey, it's the Bartender Journey Podcast, number 137. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thank you for listening. Well, last week I went to the 2015 Hotel Experience show at the Javits Center in Manhattan, and I did a couple of interviews there, and uh, I'm going to play them for you in just a minute. Before we get started, I just want to make sure you all heard the interview I did with Misty Kolkoffin from Del Megway Mescal a couple weeks ago. It was an awesome interview, uh, but there were some technical problems with the service that I used to host the podcast files uh, right around the time that that show posted. So uh, there were about 24 hours or so when that show uh, was not available. <laughs> the service was not working and uh, it's working again. So I hope uh, if you had any issues downloading it, you'll go back and listen to that one. That was episode number 134. So uh, however you get your podcasts, uh, check it out. If you had any problems getting it, uh, go back and listen to it because it was it was a great episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I personally learned a lot about Mescal, which is a fascinating subject uh, that I'm becoming a little obsessed with, actually. So check that out. And uh, if you want to listen to it on the website, you can do that. It's bartenderjourney.net and just type in 134 in the Google search bar on the upper right-hand side, or you can type in Mescal to find that episode if that's the way you want to listen to it. Or, uh, you know, go back in iTunes and uh, find that episode number 134, again, if you had any problems. And uh, all right, enough said about that. I'll just tell you that uh, if you ever want to start a podcast yourself, get in touch with me and I will tell you which service not to use to host your podcast files. Okay, back to the hotel experience show. Back in the day, it used to be called the International Hotel, Motel, and Restaurant Show. Uh, but uh, I guess they figured that name wasn't sexy enough. So they, uh, I don't know, they changed the name to the Hotel Experience Show. Although that doesn't really describe it quite right because uh, there's pretty much just as much about restaurants and bars as there is about hotels. Anyway, I recorded uh, conversations with two very interesting people during the show. Greg Elliott of the Chill Right 32 Company. And they make a draft beer system, which is... Uh, really interesting and then uh the second person i talked to was vanessa de caria from uh bevinco and uh that's the company that can help you with liquor inventory which is a dreadful and awful task which uh they can make easier and, and more efficient all right before we get to those two interviews let's do our book of the week and our cocktail of the week the book of the week is cuban cocktails 100 classic and modern drinks this is a great book from some of the folks at the bar in Manhattan called San Fuegos, which uh, I have not been to, unfortunately. I'll have to get over there. Uh, this is a this book is full of classic cocktails from Cuba, plus lots of modern original recipes, and it's a really fun book with beautiful photos from Cuba. And uh, as you probably know, America's relationship with Cuba is finally starting to thaw out after years of stalemate following the Cold War. So hopefully, we're going to get a chance to taste some Cuban rum pretty soon, and. Uh, now that this uh, diplomatic relations have been restored uh, with Cuba, because uh, I hear it's great. Cuban rum is supposed to be great. So anyway, this book, it's uh, not just cocktail recipes. There's a great section about the author's fact-finding trip to Cuba and uh, some history about Cuba, too, and uh, and how, you know, during Prohibition, a lot of uh, people would fly to Cuba to get their drink on, you know? <laughs> so uh, there's, a, there's a strong uh, cocktail history there in, in Cuba. And some bartenders, too, uh, moved, to, moved to Cuba and other places during Prohibition to continue uh, their craft, to continue bartending. So if you go to bartenderjourney.net and click on that Amazon link or any of the Amazon links, you'll be helping out the show a little bit. It doesn't cost you any extra, but they throw a little bit of money uh, this way to help support the show. And uh, whether you buy that book or any other book or anything on Amazon, if you click on the bartender journey, if you click on an Amazon link on bartenderjourney.net first, and then you go through to Amazon, you'll be uh, you'll be helping out the show. I'd appreciate it. 
hey, it's almost going to be time to do Christmas shopping soon, so you can uh, go to bartenderjourney.net, click on an Amazon link, and order all your Christmas presents. And uh, that would be a big help because, as I said, I have I've been having some issues with this uh, service that hosts the podcast files here, and I'd like to move them, but uh, it's not so easy, and it, and it, and it costs money. All right, let's do the cocktail of the week. And it's the El Presidente, and that's a classic cocktail, uh, and it's listed in this book, the Cuban Cocktail Book. Did you watch the show Boardwalk Empire? I love that show. There was a scene in the first episode of the last season where Nucky, who's played by Steve Buscemi, is uh, visiting his lady friend, Sally, played by Patricia Arquette, and she's moved to uh, Havana and opened a bar. And if I'm remembering this correctly, Nucky is having a meeting at, at Sally's bar with, uh, with someone, and Sally comes by and asks, how are the El Presidentes? So this is a good drink. We've got a uh, three-quarter ounce aged rum, three-quarters of an ounce of silver rum, three-quarters of an ounce of dry vermouth, one-quarter ounce orange curacao, or triple sec, uh, I, I had Grand Marnier on hand, so I used that, uh, one bar spoon of grenadine, I used the Jack Rudy grenadine, which is really good, and you want to stir that with ice and strain it into a chilled coupe glass, and uh, a lemon twist, and that's a good drink, yum, 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 yum. All right, so we're going to talk to Greg Elliott of the Chill Right Company. The Chill Right Company um, makes draft beer systems, and they deliver beer to the tap at exactly 32 degrees or whatever temperature you like, but 32 is pretty awesome. And uh, it, believe it or not, it doesn't matter what temperature the keg is at. So whether it's uh, in the walk-in and the walk-in is not at 32 degrees, you can still have beer that's 32 degrees, believe it or not, with this system. It's pretty cool. In fact, for the demo with the show, they had a keg sitting at room temperature, and they were pouring samples of beer at 32 degrees. Yes, the keg was sitting out for three days. It was room temperature. Comes out of the tap at 32 degrees. Pretty amazing. Not that you do that because the beer will eventually go bad, but uh, you've probably experienced trying to pour a draft beer and it comes out all foamy and a mess and you dump some of it down the drain to try to fix it and you waste a lot of beer and a lot of time. Well, this system promises zero waste. But I quizzed Greg on a lot of issues uh, also regarding draft beer and I learned a lot that can be helpful and or applied even if, even if you don't have their system. System. So we're going to learn a little bit about draft beer in this interview. But uh, if your bar is considering a new draft beer system or you're building a new bar, you, I would recommend that you investigate the Chill Right system. Um, definitely check it out. Greg tells me that the prices are very comparable and uh, sometimes even a little lower to a traditional system. They also make the frost rail. Have you ever seen these? They're, they're like built into a bar and it's a frozen rail on your bar and you you know your guests put their drink on there to keep it cold it's pretty interesting i think that's a lot of fun people would come to come to see that i know i would so let's talk to greg and hear all about this stuff and uh learn a little bit about how to pour a better pint all right we're here at the javits center and uh what are you what are you showing today we are showing the uh, Chill Right 32 beer system. It's a long draw draft beer system that guarantees 32 degree beer at the tap or any desired temperature within one degree. We're the only uh, manufacturer that has the ability to serve beer at any desired temperature and control that temperature. And what that does for the owner operator in addition to the bartender is it speeds up service time and for the owner operator it increases his yield dramatically going from a 75% typical yield of draft beer systems up to a guaranteed 98 to 99% yield coming out of the keg. So it increases the profits dramatically, makes the owner operator happier, increases service time so tips are better for the bartender and it's a win-win for everybody. Well, how does it work? It's a it's basic glycol system, uh, which I'm sure many of your, your listeners are, are very familiar with. 
what we do is it, the technology that we have refrigeration-wise and also the way we manufacture our lines and our towers enable us to actually remove temperature out of the beer from the walk-in to the tower. It, any of our competitors are only trying to maintain whatever the walk-in temperature is, and as that walk-in temperature fluctuates, your beer temp fluctuates. What breeds the foam is the fact that the CO2 that's in solution in the beer wants to expand at 38 degrees. It's a critical point. It wants to change states from a liquid to a gas. That creates the foam. So when you're running a walk-in cooler temp of 38, 40, 42 degrees, which often is, is commonplace, then you're going to tend to pour warmer, foamier beer, especially with a system that only maintains whatever that is. With the Chillrite system, we're actually, we've engineered all of our products to be able to remove that temperature out of the beer, pull it down to 32, and literally stabilize the CO2 in solution. So you pour, the beer pours like water, the bartenders have control, they can actually put a little bit ahead on top of the beer for, for flavor. Um, with, without having the head control them, they can control the head, so to speak. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to get to the head. No, yeah. So how do you, how do you end up? Uh, how do you do that you at the end? You just bump the faucet when you when you open the faucet up. You pour the majority of the beer, and right towards the end, you just bump the faucet a little bit. It agitates the beer. I, I'll show you, but um, you agitate the beer a little bit, and uh, it gives you a nice a nice little head, nice creamy head right on top. Interesting. So where where is this additional um, chill coming from once it leaves the once it leaves it, the walk? It's actually in the lines. the The way we manufacture our beer lines and our, our trunk housing, uh, we use half inch glycol, where industry standard is three eighths. That gives you a sixty seven percent increase in the glycol volume in the lines, which the glycol is the food grade refrigerant that is actually cooling the beer lines from the walking cooler to the tower. And so if you increase that volume. We also wrap the bundle in two layers of five mil aluminum foil tape, which is very expensive, but it's the right thing to do to get that proper heat transfer throughout the whole bundle. So that enables us to actually pull the beer down and remove temperature out of the beer from the walk-in to the tower. Uh, so the glycol system is a, it's a refrigerant, right? Yes. So it's a closed system. Yeah, it's a closed and it, sealed does system. Does it have to be replenished at any point? No. Like in fact, that's that's actually one of the other, you know, obviously we're touting the yields and and the service time and the cold beer. The customers are happier with cold beer. But one of the things that that often gets overlooked is Chillrite is a, a completely sealed glycol system. Industry wide, everybody else, you have to replenish that glycol every six months. That's about a $400 service call. With Chillrite, we our technology and our um, knowledge base all comes from New Orleans. We're based in New Orleans. So the reason you have to replenish that glycol is the humidity in the air gets to the glycol and dilutes it. That's why you have to replace it. It's a hygroscopic liquid. So. Um, coming from New Orleans, the, the owner and the designing engineer said, we need to fix this because down here it's not six months, it's four. Right. You know, a $400 service call. So it's a completely sealed system. You never have to replace the glycol. You never have to replenish the glycol. Once it's started up and fired up, it's sealed off, and it actually, um, it actually builds up a very slight pressure in the system, and it keeps all the air or ambient uh, humidity out of the system okay. so that's going to save obviously your yields are going to be higher you're going to make more money but operationally and maintenance wise you're saving that operator a minimum of a thousand dollars a year in, in upkeep
Nice. Yes. Well, let's see. Oh, oh, you mentioned uh, before I started recording about uh, it, it increases service time, quicker service oh, time. Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously, you guys out there know what oh, a bad beer system or a direct draw system is like when you're pouring off foam. You've got 10 tickets behind you. Um, everybody wants a, wants a beer fast, and you're sitting there pouring foam off, and it takes three minutes to pour a good beer. Well, with the Chillwright system, because we're controlling that CO2, because the beer is colder, you're able to pour a beer, a full beer, on the first pour, turn around, give it to your customer, and go on to the next ticket. That's going to lead to happier customers. A, they have a colder beer. B, they have it quicker. And C, they're going to tip better. Nice. With a traditional system, what causes the lack of head or foam? Um, well, traditionally, because of the higher temps that, um, that they tend to run, and they, if you do it with CO2, pressurize the kegs with CO2, which has been what other guys have done, uh, at the higher temp, at 38, the CO2 in solution is more volatile. So what, what a quote-unquote solution has been was to put beer gas on top of those kegs. Well, beer gas is 75% nitrogen, 25% CO2. And what it effectively does is leaches the CO2 out of the solution in the beer. It flattens the beer inside the keg. And so when you have a traditional system that doesn't pour a very good head, it's one of two things. It's either the CO2 has been leached out of the beer with this solution that the beer guy has provided, which is actually a disservice, or it's an unclean glass. Gla glass cleaning right now is, is a hot topic in, in our business, and you'll see a lot of uh, manufacturers are putting glass rinsers in the drip trays in front of the towers, and that's because some of the, the dishwashers are still leaving a residue on the inside of that, that beer glass. That residue kills, whether it's a cold wash glass washer with iodine or whether it's hot wash with detergent, any residue in there is going to kill the head on the beer, even though inside the beer it may still be properly carbonated. And then yeah. chilled glasses don't help you either, right? Chilled glass, if they're chilled, they're, that's fine, yeah. okay? If they're frosted, oftentimes um, when in the hustle and bustle of getting the glassware in the froster, they're still wet or they're coming out of the dish and they'll have ice buildup on the bottom of the glass. The problem with that is when the beer hits that ice, it flash freezes the water out of solution in the beer, which it's 95% water. Um, and so what happens is it foams up, and that's why you get on frosted glasses, you go to pour a beer and, and it's foamy. That's why is it, it's shocking the beer, shocking the CO2 out of solution in the beer. Awesome. Yeah. Great explanation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. So much like I do this for a living, right? All right. You want to show us how it works? Yeah, absolutely. And as you can see, pretty cold beer, and that's coming. This is just a demo, you know, of what we're capable of. But right now, what you guys aren't seeing is there's a keg that's at room temperature at 75 degrees, and I just poured a 32-degree beer through our system. It instantaneously cools it down, stabilizes the CO2, and, and it pours a clear, clean beer. Yeah, it's, it's very clear. What about cleaning the lines is that the same as uh, a yeah, traditional there's, system there's no difference in, in the line cleaning aspects you need to do that and and in in most um in most municipalities states it's uh it's regulated by law it's every two weeks in um in pennsylvania i believe it's once a week but without a doubt the the lines even though you're running at colder temperatures and that inhibits bacterial and yeast growth even though you're running at those temperatures you still need to clean those lines every two weeks 
That's that's a, a must, uh -huh. especially if you want the beer to taste clean and fresh for your patrons every day. And uh, so this is the same system, but you can add multiple, yep. as many multiple taps as you towers. want, I guess. We, we have we have many different variations of tower, uh, just depending on what aesthetic you may be looking for. Uh, we can do powder coating. Right now, um, we're we're standing in front of what we call a brew pipe tower and it's an industrial brewery pipe looking tower, but we also do very decorative things um, in brass, stainless steel, soffit mount stuff hanging from the ceiling 20 feet down. Um, yeah, we, we're doing a lot of that actually. Um, I do, I, I do have some pictures of those. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different variations just depending on what kind of look and feel you're looking to, to put in your bar. The dispensing head, has, can can go in many different ways. Obviously, there's multiple, almost unlimited uh, configurations here. But you know, relative to a traditional system, sure. what kind of premium are we talking about? The the towers are all all dependent on what style you go to, the finish and and whatnot. We're right here. We have a 12 faucet tower. If this was just a standard T uh, style tower, you'd probably be looking at um, you know 15 to 1800 dollars you know, as part of the, the full system. Whereas that changes with a brew pipe tower up to around $3,500. So there is definitely, when you get into the decorative towers, there's definitely a premium attached to those because they are they are more expensive to build and the hardware is just, there's a lot more that goes into it than a standard T square frame tower. I mean, what if we're just talking about standard, you know, two taps, just very simple system. Right. What would the premium be? with this system over a traditional system? Oh, actually, that's one of the beautiful things. Single digits lower or higher. It's It depends on the configuration in the line run, but you get all of what we just talked about if it's apples to apples comparing us to our all of our competitors. If it's the same style of tower, same line run and all that, we're within single digits. Sometimes we're a little bit lower, sometimes we're just a little bit higher, but you get much more bang for your buck for essentially the same price. Nice. So it's chillright, chillright dot chillright32.com. Chillright32.com. That's uh, C H I L L R I T E, number 32. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. What do we got over here? This is actually our Shaka Vodka Dome System. This is a five degree liquor dispensing system. Each one of these, we call them domes. They look like little igloos. Uh, when you guys go to the website, you, you can pull these up. But each one of these domes holds three quarters of a liter, so 750 milliliters, and it pulls the liquor down between zero and five degrees. Okay, so it comes out thick and frost, thick and uh, syrupy. Um, very palatable, takes some of that burn from a warm shot. You know, that burn going down, it's non-existent at zero to five degrees. And, Great display too. Yeah, and it creates a creates a really eye-catching display. Um, obviously, you guys can't see it right now, but we're we're in a very well lit area, so the lights we have LED lights built into it. They refract off the bottom. Um, in this environment, you can't really see it, but in fact, we have them turned off. But um, it's a very eye-catching. Uh, driver of business. I've got one guy in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut, um, and again, you'll you'll see a video of him on, on my website, but he said, I did 500 shots a month. He's a uh, German restaurant, so not huge volume at the bar. I did 500 shots a month before I put this in. I figured I'd have to do about 1,000 a month to break even. I did 1,200 last week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so the ROI is 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 very high. 
um, and it really differentiates yourself at the bar. Yeah, that's great looking too. You know what I, I've not seen, but I, I've seen on the internet and I've heard about is these uh, chilled bar rails. Yes, that's that's actually those are chill right. Yeah, we're yeah. the we're the only um, national manufacturer to do that. Uh, you have some local refrigeration guys who are trying to. To, to copy what we're doing. Yeah. Um, what they're missing the boat on is the fact that all of our frost rails are fully insulated and actually have a heating control system built into them. The problem you have is when you're bringing that much refrigeration into a bar, and most bars are built on wood and wood framing, you, you end up with a lot of condensation. Okay, so you have to eliminate that and, and separate that refrigeration from that wood. Otherwise, in six months, you're replacing your entire bar. So we have mastered all of that. That's how we designed it. That's why it's patented. It's significantly different. But yeah, Chillwright, um, a, a good portion of our business, uh, obviously our core competency is draft beer, but a very good portion of our business are those frost rails to, to give just a different aesthetic and a, and a different feel to each bar. And we can build them as wide and deep as you want and as long as you want. Each one is custom. We can also do, if you have a, um, a radius bar, we can do incremental segments, um, almost faceted angles, like a diamond facet around that radius to give you that aesthetic as well. I think that's a great uh, hook. I mean, I, you know, I read about one, it's 40 miles from my house. I was like, I, I want to go check that out. That sounds so cool. Exactly. exactly. And that it pulls people in. It, it pulls people in. And now you can't point to it and say, I made this much money on that. But you will see an increase in, in, in business going to it. So it's it's a successful product. We've, we've had it for uh, probably about eight years nationally now. And um, in fact, we have uh, one of the largest national chains that are putting them, starting to put them into all of their uh, their higher higher volume locations, and and um, and so it's it's rolling out really well, really well. Very cool. Well, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, sir. Oh, all right, Greg. He's a good guy. He's from New Orleans too, so maybe I'll uh, hit him up next time I'm down there for Tales of the Cocktail. Next at the Hotel Experience Show, I spoke with Vanessa from Bevanco. And if you're not familiar with Bevanco, they're a company that have a system for liquor inventory for bars and restaurants. And uh, they actually scan the bottles and then weigh them. So it's very fast and very accurate uh, inventory. And uh, it's it's not cheap, but uh, it certainly can make doing inventory a lot less awful and uh, super accurate. So I had a great talk with Vanessa, and we'll learn a little bit about doing inventory, which is just my least favorite task at the bar. (laughs) Do you do the inventory at your bar? Then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, We're with Sculpture Hospitality, and we're really excited today because for the first time we're launching our mobile app, Bevanco Mobile. We've been inventory specialists for over 27 years. We have over 400 offices in 35 countries worldwide. I think in the industry, uh, everybody has to do inventory. Everybody hates to do inventory hates it. My main question is this. Why does doing inventory suck so much? (laughs) Because it's time consuming. It's thankless. It's just an ordinary task that it's a terrible task. Nobody wants to do it, but it's one of the necessary evils of running a successful business. You have to know what you have, right? On hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have to know how much you spent in booze that month and and how much you sold. That's right. And I think unlike other industries that have really tight controls on this type of thing, in hospitality, it's sort of a given. It's a social you know, environment and folks hate to have to do this part, but that's why they don't run necessarily their businesses very efficiently. And we want to develop a way that helps them do that quickly, quickly, painlessly, effortlessly, but gives them the success and the numbers they need to run a successful operation. Right. Yeah. Will your system um, import 
your sales figures along with that so you can figure out your pour costs? Well, we have a, a number of different service offerings. So what we're launching here is the app specifically that will give you just the basic what your on hand is. But we have another service which is the full service offering that will give you full variants by brands, by category, so that you can tell exactly what your pour cost is, what your cost at retail is, what your loss at cost at. Um, thing is, and you can manage your bar very efficiently with all those numbers. So the way it works is our service representatives would come in on a weekly basis, do a full inventory of all the open bottles. Um, they would weigh uh, the open bottles to see the variants and download it in comparison to what's happening with the sales, download it off the POS. Oh, so your, your staff is actually doing the inventory yes, for us. if they wanted to do the full service, right? So if you wanted to do it on your own, they can use the app, and then we will provide them with a scanner and scale that will allow them to do the exact same thing. Okay. Yes, okay. yeah. All right. And uh, so tell us how it works with the, with the scale. With the scale, well, I mean, every day we would go in and you would weigh all the bottles on the scale. We're accurate to one three hundredth of an ounce. You be able, we know the density of the bottle, so we know exactly what the tear weight is. We know how much product is being used, and we're reconciling that against what's being sold. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, the, obviously the um, the weight of the bottle is being factored in, That's and right. and uh, all of that. So That's it's right. uh, complicated. <laughs> a lot of products that you have to uh, you have to scan ahead of time. You have to know a lot of products. You have to have a lot of that. But the system itself will recognize all of that. So we have databases that are programmed in. So when we're scanning the UPC file, that product is coming up. So you're just absolutely adding to the counts of what is there. You're smiling. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering if you ever get stumped. You know, oh, we don't have that one in our system. We we do. We sure we do because in each regional market, there's different products that you know we've never seen before. But we add it to the database, and then once it's in the database, we just continually. Add it. So it's not a problem for us to add new products at any time. All right. Yeah. So your your office must be full of bottles of booze. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we, we're a franchise model. So oh. the way it works is we have, as I said, over 400 offices worldwide. Oh, okay. And each franchisee buys a protected territory. And what they do is they will go in and work with those establishments. So they keep, I mean, the beauty of technology today is everything's mobile. I mean, it's not like we have all these bottles. We just have all the information stored in a central repository. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, so how's that? That's interesting. That's a franchise uh, model. So, uh, I'm with a franchise model. I mean, most operators in hospitality, they want a, they, they want a close-knit relationship with the people that they're working with. So we find that franchisees that work in a specific market, like in here in New York, we have a representative that you know handles all of Manhattan. They're a part of his operation. It's a partner. So they go in and they establish that rapport with all the establishments, and they're a trusted partner. So we found that that model works really well for us. And I think that's what sets us apart, too. From There's a lot of apps, per se, in this space that will, you know, claim to do inventory really quickly and efficiently, and it may, but there's no local representation. There's no one that can come in and help set it up, troubleshoot any questions you have, because as you said, it's 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 a difficult task. So we've got someone that can come in pretty much anywhere. We can cover all of North America. So we're really pleased with that franchise model. So is the app sold through the franchisees as no, well? or sold direct, so you can get the app through the Apple Store. Um, you can go to our website and download the app. But if you need any assistance, um, we have a support center, a full support center with the app. It will connect you with the local representative that can help you through that entire process, right? So what kind of costs are we talking about with, with the app? Sure. We have three sort of different levels. The basic entry level is $175 a month. 
and that's the app. You can do whatever you'd like with it, use it as many times, and that's it. It's a monthly recurring cost with no contractor commitment. The second level is the same, $174.99 a month, um, but it comes with a free scanner and scale if you'll sign on for a year commitment. So we'll give that to you. And then the third offering is if you really want to get into specialized variants and have service representatives come in, the base price for that, because obviously it depends on the size of the establishment, how many stations are there, um, at about $250 a month right to do that but we can go right to full service I mean we have some very high profile accounts that do you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in liquor sales that could be upwards of you know eight nine hundred dollars a week but that's full teams going in and doing the inventory for them so but we really think with the app this is putting it back into the hands of you know managers and we can share our expertise of doing this for 27 years to help them assist with you know probably the worst job in the establishment right yeah <laughs> it is it is awesome well thanks it's a pleasure to meet you Thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right, good stuff there. Hey, don't forget to stay tuned to the very end of the podcast for our toast. We do a toast every week at the very end. But first, a few housekeeping issues. Uh, Please feel free to email me for any reason at brian at bartenderjourney.net. And uh, go to that website, bartenderjourney.net, and use those Amazon links uh, to do your Amazon shopping. Just by going to bartenderjourney.net and clicking on any of those Amazon links before you do your shopping on Amazon, you'll be helping out the show a little bit. And speaking of helping out the show, you can go over to iTunes and leave some ratings and reviews. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, if, if the show's helped you out or you enjoy it, uh, just write a one sentence there and um, leave some stars, five being the most you can leave. Not telling you how many to leave. I'm just telling you five is the most. Also on bartenderjourney.net, you'll see a link for Flavar. And Flavar has some great spirits and tasting packs, which are really fun. You can get tasting packs and uh, have a party. Invite invite a couple people over and do a tasting. It's really fun. I did that and recorded it. And uh, we're going to have that for you coming up um, in the next week or two uh, with uh, me and three friends. Drank some whiskey and talked about it and uh, enjoyed whiskey from all over the world uh, from Flavar. So if you go to bartenderjourney.net, look for the Flavar link and uh, get yourself some whiskey or some spirits or a tasting pack. Find me on Twitter at Barkeep Tips and Bartender Journey. Search for Bartender Journey on Facebook and like that page. Like it. We've got some great stuff coming up on Bartender Journey in future episodes, so make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or however you get your podcast. We're going to talk with Miss Anne Louise again. We spoke to her in the past about Gramanier, and this time we're going to talk about Pisco, Papa Pisco from Chile. Yesterday I sat down with Tim Hurley, who's national brand ambassador for Tullamardu, and uh, we sat down in a very nice Irish pub called Swift in New York, Swift Hiberian Lounge, and uh, we had a great time, and I recorded that conversation. That's going to be coming up on a future episode. We're going to learn all about Irish whiskey. All right, here's our toast. Here's to the nights we'll never remember, with the friends we'll never forget. Cheers, we'll see you next time on Bartender Journey. (laughs) 